When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I've totally forgotten. Hold on. I'm going to find out what we're talking about today without being distracted. Oh, here we go. And now I've got all these notifications on my phone. Hello. Oh, we're on Kim's channels now. <laughs> no. In all, seriousness, in all seriousness, this is what building landing pages does to one's brain. And it's not pretty. No, but in all seriousness, we are here to reflect on our conversations around self-care, leadership and life, including what is self-care and what it looks like, tips for practicing self-care on a day-to-day basis and ways in which leaders can practice self-care in order to lead their teams well. So there we are. So, Kim, what is self-care and what does it look like? Oh, great question. I think self-care is about doing something to look after ourselves. And what it looks like can be very different for every individual because it's got to be about something that makes you feel better, that gives you time to restock, to recharge, to regroup and to refocus. I think we all live busy lives and we can be busy doing everything else. I know when I was chatting to the fabulous Renate earlier this week, I was talking about, you know, those moments where it feels selfish to do something just for you. You know, you think, well, I should be doing something for my clients or my friends or my family or my child or my, there's always a somewhere, but actually the doing that something that's just for you feels selfish. And yet the reality is if we don't take care of us, we can't be there to take care of others. And I had a, as you know, I had a, a a moment where life did that for me. So I wasn't taking care of myself properly. I was busy trying to run the company that I was working for, um, to run the home, to pay all of the bills, to um, to rebuild our lives as a single mum, to um, continue to to operate. And because I wasn't paying attention, eventually your body tells you you've got to stop. And, you know, in my case, I ended up with uh, in intensive care with double lung pneumonia kind of made me take stock and realize that if I didn't start to take some balance to take that step back and, and find some time for me to recharge, then actually I risked not being there for any of my any of the people that were really important to me. I risked that I wouldn't be there to see Scarlet grow. I wouldn't be there to run the organisation that I was running, to be um, a sister, a daughter, a friend. Um, So I had to start to learn to take some time back for me, to learn to – oh, hi, Froma – to learn to say no sometimes to things, not because I don't want to be helpful, but because I realised that actually I also need to ensure that I'm as healthy – as I can be. And sometimes that can be just uh, taking a breather and, and having a having a duvet evening, which 
it is rare, but you know, that just turn on the turn on um, a tat movie and just sit there and give your brain a, a breather. Or it could be going for a walk for me. You know, I love going out for a walk. It gives me a chance to be able to just calm the mind. Or one of my personal favorites, and this for me is real relaxation. And I appreciate for a lot of people, they'd be like, that just sounds like hard work. Um, I love cooking. So for me, being able to go and cook something is a real opportunity to relax and rejuvenate and refresh. And I'm so fortunate that my um, lovely nursery where my little girl goes to happily help me by eating what it is that we cook. Because if not, Scarlett, I would be having an obesity issue. <laughs> have to deal with how much we eat because of because of getting that relaxation but for me I guess it's finding that finding that thing that brings you joy that gives you chance to just switch off and recharge and to give yourself permission to do so particularly if you find yourself telling yourself you're too busy to do it I know from experience that's when you need it most so when you think you haven't got time, give yourself permission to find the time and you will get all of it done. You'll be significantly more productive and you'll be healthier. Yeah, very much so. I think I think for everyone, it definitely looks looks different. Right. Mm -hmm. And it is about finding that hobby or those hobbies that are healthy for you. Right. And uh, if you're sitting down in the desk all day, just getting up and cooking is not bad. It's not a bad thing to do, right? But you do other forms of exercise as well, yeah. Like you walk your your daughter to school and stuff, and you've got like this exercise thing. I don't quite know what it is that thing that you use. So I've got it's kind of like a bit of a power plate type thing, um, or as um, one of my friends awfully used to call it, my fat girl exercise, because you basically stand on it and it shakes everything <laughs> around. Um, for half an hour but I do half an hour a day and it's the equivalent anything you do on there is the equivalent of doing a hundred of them when you're not on there so it allows me to really optimize my exercise time and also uh, you know keep fit and and you know as a as an older mum um it's helpful for me to be fit because she's four and a half funnily enough she doesn't seem to understand I'm nearly 50 <laughs> she just needs to give me a bit of a breather so I need to do more to, to make sure that I maintain that because I love being an active part of her life and I want to continue that for as, as you know as long as I'm lucky enough to be able to do so and I'm truly grateful for being lucky enough this far um, and do my best to make sure that I keep that going as long as I can yeah very much so I think also when it comes to you know, using your mobile phone and, and things like this, like people need to like be aware of their posture, especially. I mean, I think that is a that is a big thing. If you're sitting down for eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, whatever it is a day, like a lot of people, you need to take regular breaks, stand up, walk around, right? I mean, they recommend you take 10 minutes every uh, every 50, I think, apparently. That's what it sort of looks like. And I'm, try I'm trying to do that. But, you know, like I say, it's very different for everybody. It depends on your kind of working schedule and stuff like that, right? But in terms of, you know, tips for practicing self-care on a day-to-day -day basis, I mean, we've already sort of shared shared quite a lot of those. I think stretching is is something else that a lot of people kind of don't do enough of. I think that's uh, that's quite important, as, as is just switching off your mind altogether, perhaps listening to some music or, you know, going for a walk or whatever, right? Yeah. And I think also, you know, 
having somebody to point it out to you. I mean, we do it to each other all of the time, don't we? Where we're like, do you know what? Tactical timeout. Just go and take five minutes. Go and put the kettle on or, or um, go and get a stretch and we'll come back. Because we, you get to those moments, don't you, where you feel like you're running through treacle and you know you've got loads to do. And you st- you actually then, your brain starts to overthink all you've got to do rather than thinking about how to take the right steps to be able to do it so they're the moments where you might think I really haven't got time to take five minutes but taking five minutes giving distracting your brain allows your your subconscious brain to actually step into gear and give you what is the right way forward and you know we know from from working together now for for 18 months and I know you tell everybody how horrendous it is is that actually we know that we're significantly more productive if we do that and you know if we take the odd bit where you know for example on Wednesday you know you went to um celebrate Charlie's birthday which was fabulous and you come back and haven't we been so much more productive because actually we were able to take time out it hasn't stopped us from continuing to do the business you know while you weren't there I did it the other week when I was at the hairdressers you did it for me instead and I think it's finding that finding that balance and saying actually it can all get done but sometimes you've just got to take that step back and give yourself chance to see a different way of doing it and you can't often see that if you're running at it so you know whenever I start to feel overwhelmed I now encourage myself to take that step back and say right actually do you know what I'm getting frustrated because the computer isn't loading fast enough because I'm building pages and it's not the thing that brings me joy and I know you suffer my pain because you know you suffer me getting really grumpy at the computer um but now it'll be a case of actually do you know what I'm leaving that page to load I'm not going to sit here and look at it and get frustrated I'm going to go what else can I be doing now maybe that is going make a cup of tea maybe it's distract um both of us with another bout of Lenny um because you know <laughs> we do love a bit of Lenny um who bobs in to, to keep us going but I think it's finding something that okay so so why why do we use Lenny Lenny always makes us laugh and actually when you laugh it releases endorphins it changes where you are psychologically and allows you to then look back at what you were getting frustrated about and realize that actually it really wasn't that frustrating it wasn't wasn't the end of the world um it is just what it is um so it's probably why as you as you know Nat he sits on my desk permanently because every now and again, I just need a reminder to take life a little bit less seriously and that you can have fun and still get work done. And actually you get significantly more work done if you're enjoying it. Mm -hmm. I think also on top of that, just to remember that, you know, you don't have to say yes to everything that comes along. Right. And, and this is a big thing. If you, you know, if you're sympathetic towards what other people are working on and stuff, you know, we all have a tendency to kind of let people pick our brains for free and things like this. And, and actually learning how to say no to that sort of stuff is vital to securing the time that you need to make your business work right and your job as well. Because there are always people that are like, can you just help me with this? Can you just help me with that? It's like, well, no, sorry, I can't do that today. I'm a bit busy. Yeah. You know, <coughs> or here's a link make a blog out of it give them a, give them a link to the blog that you that you wrote about the question that they just asked you right to save uh, save time moving forwards you know absolutely and there's a fascinating um bit of advice from tim ferris in his book the four 
um, the four hour working week, which is he actually changed uh, his approach and reset people's expectations. So his out of office um, says that emails will be looked at at these specific periods and quite a lot of really um, successful business people and um, actors, athletes, you name it, they do a similar thing, which is actually they won't look at their emails, they won't look at social media, they won't look at anything that can distract them until they've done the one or two things that were on their most important things to do today list, because it allows them to then control their own agenda. Uh, but they're letting the person know, it's like, I will get to it, but I'm going to get to it here and here. Um, so, you know, if it's really, really urgent, then, you know, call. So if there's an emergency, you call. But what that does is from a psychological point of view, it makes the person who's asking you for it go, is this really an emergency or could I wait? You know, they're saying they're going to look at it at half past 12. Can I wait till half past 12? Yeah, I probably can. Yeah. Um, And if they don't, and we've all got those people in our lives that, you know, will go, no, it's emergency. I need to know the else right now, right now, because it's what I need. Um, You know, they'll they'll get in touch. And, you know, maybe you have to do a bit of, re-education of them which is like here's the answer but that really wasn't an emergency and um, to be fair you know you could have waited until until 12 30 and sometimes you know resetting reframing that conversation um, and resetting those expectations can really help you and it's also in recognizing that actually you're not being unkind by saying no um, and it took me a long time to realize that until somebody said to me think about it as um taking time away from Scarlett and as I I don't understand what you mean and they were like think about if you're going to go and do that you're actually choosing to have less time with Scarlett and I was like oh I don't want I don't like that (laughs) that doesn't sit well with me at all I wouldn't choose to have less time with her I want to have as much time with her as I can and that makes it much easier for me now to be able to go okay if I'm you know I'm gonna say I can't do it today I can do it I can do it at this point because actually if not I used to be dreadful for picking things up at, at weekends and things. And they were like, oh, I can just do that while she's doing something else. I hadn't realized I was inadvertently giving up her time, which is so obvious that it's ridiculous that I missed it. But I think sometimes we do because we're busy thinking about how we help everybody else. But she wasn't old enough to be able to say, Mommy, I want your time all of the time that you're with me. Yeah, I, I understand that, actually, from, from my own experience uh, with my daughter when she was young. So have you got any other ways in which leaders can practice self-care in order to lead their teams well? Briefly. Yeah. I know so we've I, got to off. yeah, so I think some of it is making time for yourself, but sharing that with your people. Because one of the things that we inadvertently do as leaders is we set our cultural tone. So... I used to say to, to you know, the people that I led, when you're on holiday, I want everything switched off. You're on holiday. And actually, if we're really good at what we do, we should be able to go on holiday because our team are equipped well enough to be able to deal with us. And therefore, it should only be an emergency. I said it. I didn't do it. I would be the person that would be sat on my Blackberry because I didn't want people to think I didn't care. I didn't want people to think that I was giving up or that I wasn't. Um, adequate or successful or I wasn't a good leader and um, all of those were stories in my head but inadvertently what I did was I created a culture where people thought she doesn't mean don't answer the email um, I did 
hundred percent I did. Um, right. So I started not sending them the emails. I'd be like, I'd just exclude them from it for the for the weeks. It's like, it's the only way I can actually get you to switch off. But then I realized very much like parenting, what we have to do is we have to show people, we have to walk our talk. Um, so if I want people to not work outside of um, certain hours or to actually re- rest and rejuvenate, I have to demonstrate I'm doing that too. Um, and you can, sometimes you can find those methods. You know, there might be things where you go, I really need to write this email because I need it to be out of my head so that I can relax. Write the email, put it in drafts or write the email and send it on a delay so that actually it doesn't turn up until it's in working hours for the other person. That way it's out of your head. You're allowed to relax and rejuvenate, but you're not putting it into their head in their rest time so i think it's fine you're finding those ways thinking about how do you best take care of you and take care of others and share those tips talk about it ask your people how do they best rest and rejuvenate and and see whether or not you can share ideas it starts to become a conversation it starts to become important well thank you it's been been amazing thanks everyone for watching and we will be expanding on this topic in the next uh, next few weeks And if you want to go and grab some training, we've got a fantastic piece of free training. Uh, If you go to elitecoachesclub.com, you can grab that. And that's that's all about grow training and it will help you to kind of do your goal setting and things like that. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic bit of uh, bit of information. So thank you very much, Kim. And thanks for, for tuning in. Yeah, thank you. Take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.